Hello and welcome to 25 Cents, an Apple Arcade podcast. I'm Chris Enns. And I'm Nick Ward. Uh, each episode, we'll be talking about the Apple Arcade games we've tried, what we keep going back to, what we think might be great games to check out if you have kids, and uh, preview the upcoming games coming to the service. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at goodstuff.fm. Hello, Nick. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to our sh- first show. <laughs> Thank, thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, thanks for doing the, the host and getting this organized. This, this should be fun. Well, it's not. It's actually not mine. It's it's our show. Well, is, you're, you're right. It's our show. <laughs> it's the show. It's our show. The show. Uh, a show. Some, yeah. Some so, show that we're, we're going to do. Maybe. The premise, obviously, is uh, Apple Arcade. It's it's basically, like for me, I don't know, you can say, I guess, what your hopes and dreams are for this. But <laughs> for me, it's basically enough, something to justify either to myself my family, maybe um, my budget as to why I should pay for Apple Arcade. So generally things for me flow back to like, I should do a podcast about it. That's how I justify most things. Um, and so I, I've actually waited to sign up and even start the, what is it? A, f- a week? I think you get a free or one month free trial of Apple Arcade for this point, like for this episode one or zero or whatever you call it. But what are your, uh, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh while I used to play uh, a lot of games, you know, m- mostly on on my Mac, uh, bigger games, um, I these days my schedule as a parent and someone who maybe works a little too much but has a bus commute, almost all my game time is on my phone, uh, and so the the promise of a wide variety of new games every week uh, was immediately appealing, uh, especially kind of some of the launch stuff. Uh, where they promoted specific developers whose games I've bought in the past. Um, I thought, all right, this is probably going to be a service for me. Combines well with family sharing. So, you know, I can have it on my phone. Uh, it can be on my wife's phone. It can be on the family iPad, which which my six-year-old has access to um, during screen time. Um, so, yeah, I think that was that was the big the big appeal to me. Um, a, a a a side effect it may be a benefit is uh, it kind of got me off the uh terrible free to play star trek game that i had been uh <laughs> on you know doing the like daily chore uh for about a year <laughs> like just farming uh data yeah I, I don't even i'm not yeah, sure. i've watched you, star trek you, but you I, get I'll... little characters and then you have the characters in your collection and that's about it i don't know why i mean i th- i would say the I was like, oh yeah, I remember that episode. That was that was fun. So it's like a weird fan uh yeah. thing. But you know, I was putting money into it on occasion and and generally just realizing that it was like, oh, every evening the daily quests have reset. Better go, you know, uh farm uh dilithium or whatever. Um <laughs> so yeah, so I haven't touched that since I started the uh the Apple Arcade free trial on day one and and have generally been trying a game or two a week. Um definitely do not have time to try every game that launches every week. Yeah. So they bill it as like a hundred plus extraordinary games. Uh, when you sign up as at least that's what I'm looking at in the promo thing. And presumably the games get added every month or so. Like what's the cadence there that you've seen so far? So, so there weren't any new ones that I noticed last week, but so far it's been somewhere between two and five games launched a week um, right. that, that unlock. Generally it's been on Fridays. Um, oh, I don't know if good. there's an official day somewhere in the in the the promo docs. 
Right. Yeah. Like music is often released on Tuesdays or whatever games, maybe on Thursdays or Fridays or something. Who knows? We'll, we'll see, I guess. So yeah, we won't be covering every single game, obviously that would be insane. I think <laughs> to try and yeah, do that. Yeah. There, there's a lot. And many of them uh, have a, a pretty long uh, play time. Right. Uh, and just for, I guess, for reference and framing this, th- this first episode will be a little different than most. We'll follow more of a structure for the following episodes. Um, but just to sort of set up the podcast, I guess, what is your, you mentioned the Star Trek game on on, on mobile, but even bigger than that or for, before that, what's sort of your frame of reference for gaming in general in your life? Like what's your... I was generally not allowed console as a kid, uh, but the the uh, workaround for, for parental rules was, um, games that arguably had a slight, uh, educational component. So I was big on the sim games and civilization. Mm. So games where it's like, Oh, you know, I'm not really playing a game. I'm like learning how to budget a city and (laughs) run an expansionist empire, you know? So, um, that's where I got a lot of my, uh, game time. And, uh, because my dad was a teacher, we were a Mac household, uh, in the nineties, mm. in the dark days where there were not a lot of games. Yeah, um, not much. So, <laughs> so I also had a lot of experience with sort of all the weird indie Mac shareware stuff that you could find, um, and, and download over dial up, uh, reasonably. Right. <laughs> um, so that, that was definitely what I kind of grew up with as, as, uh, the games I was interested in, um, basically didn't play anything during college. Um, you know, except a little bit, if like a friend had a, had a box in their, um, in their dorm room or something. Um, and then, uh, uh, as a, as a young adult, I was all in on world of Warcraft, uh, for about five years, um, uh, was a guild master heavily involved, uh, running that. Um, and you know, that was a daily, three to four hours of game time, generally speaking. That's where the, the farming um, skills came in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I, w- I was a, an early uh, iPhone adopter, early iPad adopter. So I started shifting towards these more um, digestible mobile style uh, games, especially, um, you know, once I got married and then we had a kid, you know, the, the, the time uh, changed. And so now one of my, you know, my primary game times are my uh, morning bus commute. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, kind of right around bedtime, um, you know, whether that, and then, uh, increasingly the last year or so, uh, playing with, with my son who is now Mm -hmm. six. Yeah. That's the, the, so I'm in brief, the, my history is like, uh, casual gamer, I think by most gamers who do podcast standards, (laughs) but compared to, I guess, some of your, your history, I feel like a little more hardcore, but I did like Nintendo and had generally had a console my whole life in some form or or another, but at most, you know, a few games and then would rent games and and things like that. And, um, most recently now we've, we've had an Xbox one in the house. Um, so I have kids, three kids, 12, nine and seven. So they're now definitely into like the Fortnites and Minecraft and playing hockey, you know, video game hockey and stuff. Um, sort of variety. None of them have, te- I've kind of like thrown or tempted them with more longer form RPG style games. None of them have really want- wanted to get into that. And I think I primarily blame Fortnite for that just because it's like, it's so easy to jump in, play a bunch of games, your friends are all playing it and then jump out and there's no like long-term kind of mm-hmm progress or updates or things that you have to do other than checking in and make, see what kind of new story elements they've added and things like that, new guns and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, thus far nothing too deep there. And that's where, um, 
for in our household, even definitely device wise. Um, and you mentioned screen time for kids. It's kind of like the Xbox with Microsoft family account stuff has, is kind of nice for, or was, has been really nice for, um, limiting. So we just, you know, they got an hour a day and it automatically shuts them out when it's done. And they of course try to find ways around that and things like that. But, um, <laughs> and the, the family iPad, like you have, our family iPad is one of the one of the second gen iPad mini, I think it is. It's long in the tooth and doesn't update to uh, iOS 12 even, I think. So it has a bit of screen time, but it's too slow to play any of the gaming. So that's where my one hesitation in doing any of this is like, I know if I'm enjoying the game on my phone, which is the basically the only modern iOS device we have, um, beside my wife, who definitely will not be interested in sharing it with her kids <laughs> to play a game, uh, I the I know a new iPad is probably on the horizon as well because and I'll, I know that a lot of the games just looking at the trailers and stuff it's like oh this would be so much better on a bigger screen or an Apple TV I suppose would be another alternative too to to throw it on the TV obviously so yeah I think that's that's a I guess I guess a good summary of sort of where we're at coming into this and and so like I said at the beginning I haven't signed up yet you've been on it for well, how long how long did you say uh, you signed up right I away? guess day one so that's what about okay it's about six weeks almost. Since it launched, launched September nineteenth. So oh, okay, like a, yeah, actually more like more like two that. months then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've I've had a chance to sample. I was gonna say you've passed the the point of agreeing to pay for it. Your oh, your trial's yes. up. You've paid for it. You're it's well worth at least thus far. All right, well let's just jump into some of the games and stuff that you've tried. So I'm gonna sign up after this, or for for folks who haven't done it yet, just by way of uh, how it works. You, on your iOS device of choice, your iPhone or your iPad or whatever, there's you go to the arcade to the App Store and then to the arcade section and prompts you for a, your uh, account login and that you're going to start a one month free trial, and then after that's going to pay. So in Canada it's five ninety nine a month. I think in US it's four ninety nine, I believe, and yes. uh, it just keeps renewing until you decide to cancel it. So just so that's you're aware of what you're. There we go, affirmation. The one thing I was curious about is how, like, it's not like streaming services per se. It's not that it, I think people might con- associate it with streaming services where you're like Netflix or Disney plus you go in, you watch the movie. It's not actually downloaded anywhere, although you can technically download it to Netflix or, or Disney plus. Um, this is like, you have to, in order to play the game, you do have to download it to your device, take some space in your device. As long as you want to play it, it has to be on your device. And if you delete it or, and you don't have internet connection, it's not like you just have the library, Apple Arcade library on your phone or something um, crazy like that, I guess. So just so people are aware of how it actually works when you when you sign up for it. Um, any other gotchas as far as like using it? Um, so there's a couple. So there's one that I ran into around um, uh, game saves. So they're all tied to Game Center, which you know was the sort of uh, Apple social thing that then just got turned into kind of the back end for game saves uh for you know that developers could use and now all of the arcade games are required to support game center primarily so you can sync your progress across your devices um Mm. but what i discovered was the family ipad was not logged into a game center account so we played several arcade games and then i was like oh it's not logged into game center logged it into game center and all of our game progress on that device was lost hmm so and so there didn't seem to be a way to get what had been getting tracked locally, you know, synced into that Game Center account. Right, and Game Center I think is not even an app anymore. It's just in a setting in the settings. Correct. Like in the settings app, you go to Game Center, you make sure you're logged in there. You have a nickname. Um, I guess 
we'll have to I'll have to friend you or whatever so we can play multiplayer games together here on there. But if you go to your settings app, search for Game Center, the American spelling of Center, by the way, for any Canadians out there. Um, and you know, if you just do a search for game, even it'll, it's the only thing that sh- shows up for me, anyways. And uh, make sure you're logged in there first before you start playing anything. It, I guess technically it will work if you don't, obviously, I guess it doesn't require you to be logged into Game Center. Um, but then, yeah, at some point you won't, if you move to a new device, you won't carry your saves over with you, right? Yeah, it seems to be tied to whichever Apple ID is logged into Game Center, independent of whichever Apple ID is actually paying for Arcade <laughs> on the family sharing. And it's yeah. all of the usual confusing Apple family plan uh, yeah. stuff apply. <laughs> um, yeah, which if you've, like, I, I yeah buying music for my, my having my kid under our family plan to buy music before we just tried out apple music it's almost worth paying for subscription to apple music just for that alone now where it's like he just gets it because he had to you had to enter your password five times in order to be approved and all this kind of weird stuff and you never knew which account you're logging into and um so hopefully apple arcade is at least so when your kids on your the ipad that your kids use are they able to just grab a game as long as it's rated below a certain rating or do they have to still ask for your permission to install yeah, so we have it set with the rating limits, but it also has the ask. So, you know, they they if if he taps something in the arcade to get it, because um, it because his view of the app store is logged into the family arcade account or the yeah the family it's enabled for family sharing. Um, he'll hit get. It'll give the little dialogue that says ask a guardian. He hits that, and then one of us gets a notification on our phone. That said, uh. Basically, we're with him when he's selecting something new anyway to kind of provide some guidance, Um, especially because he's only six. Um, Yeah, that's where as kids get older, it becomes less like a 12 year old who is still shares an iPad with a six or seven year old now, I guess. But is in our family, it's a little more like who is actually that's where I wish Apple had multi user accounts, which they do on the Apple TV. So maybe it's coming. But, you know, it'd be nice for our seven-year-old to not have to also be have access to everything our 12-year-old does and vice versa um so hopefully uh that will change in the future i guess for ios but at present that's the way it is um oh i did want to say on on apple tv i think um that's something we don't currently have one we had a third gen one a while back um uh pre-tv os and i think that's one where i'm i'm definitely interested because of apple arcade in that hardware now uh, to have that hooked up to the TV. But the main thing that's holding me back is there's not updated hardware. The The current Apple TV, I think, only has a an A10X chip, I want to say. Um, and I feel like the games in particular would benefit from something more current gen if if they release one. But I was wondering if that would happen this fall, and it hasn't. Yeah, that's it's definitely like I was kind of, not to turn this into too much of an Apple show, but it, it'll be inevitable, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what we're talking about, but yeah. that the hardware kind of goes along with it. But even the 4K one, yeah, it's an A10X processor, which is in iPhone terms is like a iPhone 8, maybe, I think, or maybe the 10. Um, so a few generations old anyways, um, hardware. And so, yeah, especially at the price there in the in Canada here, it's like 200 and some dollars for the 32 gig model. And it's it's almost not like yeah, I think if yeah at least for me if it was priced in the 150 range I'd be like yeah go for it uh, it's a good way to again lock all our content into one box not worry about what the Sony TV you know interface is going to show our kids right. randomly <laughs> in the ads and stuff that they show on there um, and and then yeah having access to all our Apple stuff and then the Apple Arcade now makes it 
uh, actually a worthwhile investment, I feel like, and just like buying a Xbox or a PlayStation box or whatever um, that you can do. So let's start with, I guess, some of the games you have played so far that I guess both are have been worthwhile and I should check out maybe. And we don't, I guess we can, next time we can talk a bit more about personal preferences and styles of games you like, but what what's working for you and what, what have you sort of left behind? Yeah, so um, because I'm primarily playing myself on the phone, the games that are not necessarily kid appropriate, but are really the have to be ones that work well on the phone is primarily where I've been focused. And then the ones that seem like they'd be fun to share with my son, then we do those on the family iPad. Um, so uh, some of the ones that I have um, really enjoyed that are like co- sort of completed experiences um, is Assemble with Care, which um, you know, appeared heavily in their uh, promotional material. Um, and that's a pretty uh, digestible game. I think it's got maybe 10 levels where you're, you're building something and there's a story uh, interlude between each one. The story's nice um, uh, about a, a, a woman coming home to her hometown and fixing everyone's uh, problems, not just with their devices. Um, so that, that was, that was a, that's a pretty enjoyable one, um, but a, not one you would really go back to. Um, right. once you've, once you've completed it recent, a recent, more recent release. Um, so I think assemble with care was at launch. A more recent l- release was discolored, uh, which has a very mist like vibe. Uh, um, you know, you're kind of in this, this little roadside cafe and that's the extent of the universe, uh, trying to solve a little puzzle and escape. Um, that one I played with my son, we completed it, um, but it looks like there's another level slash world coming. So that's the other interesting part of, of some of this model is I think for developers, they can launch a game um, that is maybe pretty small, you know, not yet, not yet complete uh, with, with however the business model of arcade works and then add levels later. And, you know, if they had launched a game right. like that, it would, it's app store ratings would tank because it was too small. But they can kind of, as part of the subscription model, you know, push out a new set of levels every, um, you know, couple months maybe, and and keep getting people to to revisit. Because do reviews play a portion of like in the same way as re, are people able to review games in the same way that they can for the public, I guess, or whatever it's called, Apple Store? Yeah, it looks basically the same. Um, you know, there's 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 an average star rating, and and you know, you can view most helpful, most critical, um, mm-hmm. and so on. Um, a few of the reviews I've noticed when when seeing games that seem surprisingly low are in the area of um, uh, control style mismatch, right? So like some oh, of the yeah. games um, are like maybe we're touch native and don't really work as well with a with a controller on the on the TV. Say if someone played it there, um, whereas some of the games also feel like maybe it's a it's a, a cross platform game that got kind of a shoehorned uh touch screen port um thrown together um so that that's that's varied a little bit um i do have a an xbox one controller that i've tried with a few games but um i haven't played a lot of the the sort of uh classic platformers that look pretty good but um i didn't feel like the combination of the small screen and and the controller would work uh, very well in most of those cases yeah, it feels a little bit weird just thinking about that. I have an Xbox controller as well, obviously, and so we 
you know, I thought about syncing it up with my phone, but yeah, when the controller itself is bigger than the screen, it feels yeah. like somehow it just doesn't make sense in my brain, but yeah, it, it, I'm sure it can work when it's done well for the game anyways. Yeah. So I've, I've tried that a little bit with, with some of the games on the, on the iPad. Um, so, uh, one, I just finished this last week was this, uh, nice, um, uh, RPG called Guildlings. Um, it's kind of, a it's got a lot of RPG meta humor. So if you're familiar with, um, the, especially JRPG as a genre, uh, Jap- Japanese style RPGs like, um, uh, you know, Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy series and whatnot. Right. Um, it's got a lot of kind of the trope send ups of, of that, but in a very tongue in cheek way, you know, the, the, the kids find a, a magical device that allows them to be an RPG party. Um, and they're trying to figure out why, um, their world is falling apart. Um, and that's another one where, you know, I completed the, I guess, first chapter and it said, you know, more coming soon, but it was a very incomplete story. So that's all, that's kind of interesting the way that's, um, that's going to be working. Um, but a very cool art style, uh, an interesting take on the RPG game mechanic. And if you've played a lot of those classic ones, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to kind of chuckle at, um, in terms of references and such. And then, uh, another one I, I would definitely highlight is, um, is Neocab. Um, so this is, a a pure, um, story, story game. You know, you're, you're, um, a neo cab driver, basically a Uber or Lyft driver in a city in which, uh, everyone else has been replaced by automated cars. Um, and right, uh, there's this, one, this yeah. complicated storyline with the big tech company that's kind of like taking over the city and the different, you know, factions who object to that or support that or work for them. Um, um, there's like a, like a tech cult kind of character and, and, and you're, anyway, you're, you're meeting different characters as you give them rides around the city and, um, unlocking dialogue while trying to find your friend. Um, it, it was really good. I think I got, um, I finished that one. I think I got sort of the winning ending, but not the optimal winning ending, if that makes mm. sense. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it was fun and, and definitely one I would recommend, you know, if you, if you work in, in tech and, you know, kind of thinking about the near future conver- uh, consequences of some of these things being implemented at scale. Um, you know, it's good commentary on that. Yeah. Some that you, you weren't as, as in, weren't as enjoyable. I guess the nice thing is you try a game, you discard it. It doesn't, you don't feel like you've lost money or whatever. You're, you still have the same subscription feed. <laughs> it doesn't uh, right. feel like a waste. So that in terms of the review part, it's kind of, it is like subjective, obviously to what kind of games you might like versus what you don't. Cause obviously just like reviewing stuff on Netflix, it's free to watch once you're paying for it. So if don't take our word for it, that it's awful or bad, but um, right. just if you're looking for some, a bit of a guide anyways, that's what we hope to provide. So yeah. What are some games that you've were discarded fairly quickly? Yeah. So, uh, one was uh word word laces so it's a it's a quick little word puzzle where there's like a grid of some letters and you're trying to make words of things that are in the picture it's just not i like some kind of word games um you know like boggle and and similar but it just wasn't my style i think um i think maybe the it it seemed like it was either really easy to see the words or i'd just be staring at it stuck and not understanding what word they were trying to prompt me for based on the letters that were there so yeah i haven't gone back to that one and none of these so far i don't think you at least that you've mentioned they have had multiplayer components is that a thing that's like where you and i could play against each other because i know there was i forget what the game was that we used to i used to play like similar 
sort of game, almost like Boggle on your phone, but that I used to play with my wife and, and it would be like live or else turn-based, I guess. But have you come across? I, I guess I've mostly favored the single player experiences. Um, uh, I've seen a few in the, in the store that have been promoted as multiplayer. I know, I think there was a, a Pac-Man one that came out recently that was, you know, one to four multiplayer. Um, and there's um, something about washing pigs or being dirty pigs messing up a farm <laughs> that looked like it might be fun, uh, multiplayer uh, mayhem. Um, but I haven't tried those. Um, and similarly, I don't think when I'm playing with um, with my son that we would do a multiplayer, although we could certainly try doing multiplayer against each other across device, I suppose. Um, but we have not tried that yet. Right. Yeah, six is still, I remember that, I mean, I, it's a few years ago now since our oldest was six, obviously, but I do remember that, yeah, it's, they're kind of, he's getting to that age where you can, like the Minecraft and stuff of the world is is opening up, but it's still, or the Lego games, I remember, were really mm-hmm. fun and interesting, but also could be tremendously frustrating, especially if you're watching them control it and you're just like, just hit the button. and <laughs> Right. But yeah. Yeah. So he, we, we can talk a little bit about his taste in a, in a minute, maybe, but um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a, it's hard to tell what games will be easy or hard for, for him. Um, yeah, when, at, when the whole screen is age. touch, yeah, it gets, yeah. Um, so uh, Tales of Memo, um, it's kind of the game mechanic is a little bit uh, memory-based. Like each level, there's like a little boss and you're trying to match the numbers under the snow piles to attack the boss. And it just, it wasn't fun for me. Um, <laughs> I, I think it just wasn't an interesting mechanic to me. Yeah. Uh, Battle Sky Brigade Harpooner. Um, it's got a little bit of, uh, it's like a little bit of a, a shmup, uh, shoot 'em up, um, you know, like the Raiden series or one of those, um, mixed with something kind of like ridiculous fishing. Cause you're like going out shooting stuff and then coming back and collecting, uh, whatever you blew up. Um, but yeah, the controls were really fiddly and it seemed like I didn't know why I was dying and sometimes. And, um, so that, that one seemed maybe more like it just was, was not, a uh, as well implemented of, of a mechanic as I would have expected. Right. One thing I noticed in that, um, in the battle sky brigade harpooner one is the upgrades thing. And so, which in outside of the Apple arcade, you're often subject to like pay a dollar for a bunch of coins or pay $10 for a bunch of bits or whatever in the game. That mechanic does not obviously apply in Apple arcade games, right? You're it's all right. You're not ever prompted to like, Hey, if you do this, you can skip the line and (laughs) get better swords or whatever. Um, just by buying your, your way ahead. Yeah. So there are definitely a few games I've tried that feel like maybe they started development uh, under that model and then right. <laughs> uh, were maybe contacted by Apple or signed up to be a developer, you know, involved at launch. Um, I don't know how that worked on the, on the back end. Um, but that, that, so then they kind of re rejiggered the mechanic and now it's like, Oh, you just get like kind of cool unlocks. So you kind of level up as you go. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting how that plays out as the arcade platform, I guess. I, we're, we're kind of assuming looking at it from the outside that it's going well, but I don't know. Apple's fairly opaque with numbers and, and things like that. They, they, they've talked like it's going well. And, um, but obviously just being two months in or whatever, still early days on the, on the platform as a whole, especially when games take 
potentially a year or whatever to or more to develop that um, where somebody like you said could be halfway through a game and decide, oh, let's just go Apple Arcade exclusive. They pay us, presumably pay us some money, <laughs> you know, a base amount of money no matter what. And then there's some sort of shared profit once the, the game is actually out. So um, anyways, I keep di- diverting us from your list of discards. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's all right. I mean, I, I don't want to entirely just like harsh on on games that, that you know, maybe are worth a try for, for somebody else. Um, uh Yes, another one was actually I'll kind of mention these two together. So Operator Forty One and Bleak Sword, I really liked the look of both of these. So Operator Forty One has this kind of yeah, noirish, cool. like stealth three D mechanic, and Bleak Sword has this very um, low res black and white pixel uh, look to it, um, and is this kind of like quick uh, sword fighting game, like maybe a, an old uh, Karateka or something like that. Um, but both of them were just too hard at least on my phone to be fun um so i think uh there there maybe is something there that's appealing for someone who really wants to um bonk their head against uh uh some challenge (laughs) um so those might be ones i'd revisit um but yeah for now uh they they just weren't as fun as i had hoped and speaking of revisiting is there any sort of um whatever wish list or plan to play mechanics as far as the app store itself or is it kind of just your left to your own devices or maybe your favorite podcast to remind you of games to go back and play <laughs> yeah so i think it i the app store used to have a wish list for purchases and i definitely had used that and it went away um, maybe a couple ios versions ago and i have not seen anything uh similar again um so yeah there's not a great way to like kind of think about Oh, what games do I play? I mean, honestly, because it's it's subscription, you probably the way to do it is just download, you know, yeah. four or five games, throw them on a page on your device, and get to them when you get to them, and just kind of use that as your um, what I want to get to later. Yeah, I have a folder of games to play or something like that. I guess as long exactly. as you've got space. Some of the games are like looking at the size, like the one I forget which one it was. It was six hundred and some megabytes, so they are getting up there in size obviously as device sizes storage size or have gone up to it's not as big a deal as when we back when you had like a 16 gig iphone or whatever right um so and uh we kind of mentioned some of the uh, as far as kids and stuff and playing it with your kids and that's one of the things we're going to have a, a section of the podcast each each episode sort of devoted to games that our kids have maybe tried or that we've planned to try or we hope to try with our kids that kind of are can point out stuff that uh, will work for your kids if you got them out there. So, like we said, I've I my kids range from seven to twelve. Yours is six, so we kind of got a good range, anyways. Of the uh, I guess we won't cover the the toddler generation. <laughs> I, I don't think maybe. there's too much in the sort of um, you know some of the games that we tried. You know, when my son was like three to four, where it was like basically you know Daniel Tiger stickers or something like that. There doesn't seem to be any games right. um, in that range, and I think the lowest rating in arcade is the four plus that they use okay. elsewhere on the app store. Yeah. So yeah, what kind of stuff have you tried uh, with, with your son to. Yeah. So he, um, he really loves assemble with care. Um, he has revisited that one. I think he just likes that. There's like a kind of putting things together and taking them apart thing, like just visually for him. Um, that's, that's something he's enjoyed going back to. And is the, um, within the game, like just using that one, for example, I guess, is it fairly easy for him to navigate the menu and get into the game? Or is it like sort of you set it up and hand it over to him once the game is going? 
just for reference for parents. Yeah. So as far as touchscreen goes, he's pretty um, adept at that. Um, some of the games we've tried that have like more of a traditional like console style splash screen where you have to pick like continue or save, you know, or resume or whatever the slows him down a little bit, but he's mm-hmm. reading more now than he was when we first started uh, using an iPad together. So right. um, he definitely, the ones that just drop you right in are definitely uh, better for him uh, because that's what, it, you know, otherwise sometimes he gets a little impatient. Um, yeah. So the, and, and to be honest, I mean, for, for an iOS game, it seems like it should get you into the game pretty quickly. Right. Um, yeah, I guess I remember, yeah, our daughter seven, who's, she's just learning now reading well on her own anyways, but that's, that is that stage where, yeah, some of the menus are, especially if it's like complicated words or stuff that they don't cover in kindergarten right. or whatever. Um, then yeah, you're kind of like having to explain, which is like, I'm, I'm not for any parents out there. Obviously it's nice to be able to do this with your kids, but sometimes you want to be able to just be like, here, go play this while I finish. The exactly. Thing I'm doing. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, um, we, we've tried a bunch uh, not a lot of them have been super sticky for him. Um, I think mostly that's a difficulty level thing. You know, he can't necessarily play it by himself. Um, he does like watching me play sometimes. Um, one that we found worked well um, is Monimals. Um, so that's one that I've played with the controller and it's, it's actually kind of two games in one. So one is a, a fairly difficult um, platformer ish that uh, reminds me a lot of the like the water levels of maybe like a Sonic 2 uh, era. Mm. Um, but beating those levels unlocks monomals, which are little instruments that then you can play with in the other mode. And it's basically um, uh, like a, I think it's called a sequencer, right? Like if you're, right. if yep. you're like an electronic DJ and so you, you, you drop, you drop the little guys on the grid and they each make different notes and different tones and so basically the, I'll, I'll unlock a level for him and then he'll go in and just kind of fiddle around and make music. Um, right. so that's been an interesting, uh, uh, pair playing, uh, kind of thing, uh, where we basically take turns, um, co-op mode almost. Of- yeah, exactly. Uh, so that, that, that one's been, been a good one, especially for his, for his age and just kind of wanting to doodle around with, with digital music a bit. Um, I'm just looking at the iPad here. Um, most of these we've we've played together. Um, he he goes back to like mini motorways, um, but yeah, you know, that's one where he's not very good at it. But right. he he likes just you know pl- building the connecting the buildings and building the roads until the timer runs out. Because that's sort of the that's like um, it's like mini it's like Metro almost like. Or maybe I'm mixing it's up it's the same developers, yeah. Oh, so okay. it's yeah. it's um it has some similar mechanics. Um, it's actually a little bit harder, I think, than Mini Metro. Okay, yeah, I love this this kind of game. Like, perfectly hits my the sweet spot for like puzzle where it's it can be really difficult and can ramp up pretty quickly, but also it doesn't feel like you're an idiot, make you feel like you're an idiot for not being able to solve it the first or second try either. Like when you're sort of building pathways to things and right. Um, yeah, I love I love that kind of stuff. So that'll definitely one I check out even where Yeah, that's regardless of whether that's one I've uh I've definitely revisited. Um I go back to I I am way down the uh the game center high score list on that one. Um I'm not sure how people are getting to, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand points, but Yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah. so the one one other thing I would pass on from from my kid is 
um, you know, he's, so he's played with me a little bit on uh, either on the computer or on the iPad. Um, some of those simulation games I mentioned loving, like, uh, we've, we've done civilization six, uh, and, um, uh, city skylines. And, uh, we, because we've played game dev tycoon, he understands game genres. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so he, uh, He's like, why aren't there any simulation games on Apple Arcade? <laughs> Which is basically true. There, there isn't much in that area, and I, and I, I kind of had to explain how, like, well, you know, the the scale of that game kind of probably doesn't match the the business yeah. model, son. You know, it's like, <laughs> um, so so that's yeah. I think there's there's a there's a couple of genres like that that are not covered, and and I would guess are unlikely to come to Apple Arcade um, for for various reasons, mostly for for business reasons. Yeah. You wonder, cause I mean, like a, whatever civilization or SimCity or city skylines, like you meant referenced, you know, a game like that, even if they did a slightly downgraded modified version, but I guess Apple wants like it to be, I think you have to be exclusive or is it like a version of your game has to be exclusive to Apple Arcade? I, I, I don't it. think so. Cause I've seen, um, I've seen a couple of the developers of some of the early launches say like, and available on steam or, or, you know, and coming, you know, coming to Apple arcade and we, so I don't think there's an exclusivity requirement, but they, there are some pretty, um, I know they have a pretty high bar, you know, it has to support all four platforms. It has to support controllers and touch, um, you know, that, that that can be be difficult for certain, um, game mechanics. Yeah. And I guess once they can promise uh, not to, I hope we'll spend most of the time in future episodes discussing the games themselves, but like it is kind of, we're both kind of obviously interested in the business of it as well and just how it all works. Cause like hopefully the user base grows such that at some point it's reaches a tipping point, I guess, if you're an Apple arcade fan, that it becomes like almost a necessity to have a version of it on the Apple arcade so that you get access to the 5 million or 25 million or whatever user folks eyeballs that are on there um and then if your game is the most popular one then you get the this huge cut of the built-in market regardless of having to do a whole lot of promotion of yourself of of said game so yeah and and some of the promotional materials like the trailers and stuff that people cut together uh for their apple arcade uh launch page is is pretty nice um how about Uh, some games that you you referenced earlier uh, mini motorways i think you, you keep going back to is there stuff that you keep going back to that folks if they haven't other stuff uh, that you've already tried, I guess that you go back and play. What's, what would you recommend? Yeah. So um, I think by far the stickiest game for me is grindstone. Um, so this is, it's kind of like a match three in that there's a grid of colored things that you're trying to clear uh, to beat each level. Um, but um, you, you're this like, like beefcake barbarian climbing up a mountain and, and uh, of, of various monsters. And there's a really interesting mechanic where, you know, you have to, it's turn, you don't have to go, there's no time element, right? You can set up your moves and you, so you can set up these really nice chains of, of like 10, 20 uh, attacks, but you have to be careful because if you stop, you know, next to the wrong critter, who's like about to attack, you'll get damaged and you can only take three hits per level. Um, so there's, it's a, it's a mechanic I've really enjoyed. I think I'm on like level 80 something. Um, so I've, I've gone back to levels I've already beaten to try and unlock some of the achievements, but also just continuing to play through. Um, and that's, that kind of mobile puzzle game is, is a a favorite genre of mine, especially for like, oh, you know, I can play a level in five to 10 minutes on the bus. 
Yeah, that's huge. Because then, yeah, being able to pop in and pop out and not like worry about, yeah, that you have to like, am I? Because I think mobile games often for me as adults, anyways, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm in this line or am I on the bus? And I, I think I have five minutes or so. But if all of a sudden I get a phone call or the bus. <laughs> something happens or whatever and I have to stop the game all of a sudden you're you don't want to like whereas a console you're sitting there you know generally you're going to be there for two hours or whatever your console time is that your parents are or you have allotted yourself or whatever um and so you can you devote to that which yeah that's the rpg sort of and bigger city builder kind of games kind of lend themselves to um but yeah games that you can pop in and pop out of without too much worry or care is is kind of a nice appeal of of apple arcade stuff too for sure um yeah, and I think that's like I was saying earlier. You know, that's kind of where I am in my my game uh, life these days, for the most part. Um, so, like for example, that Neo Cab story game, it was pretty hard to uh, find time to get much story in any given um, uh, chunk of of playtime. Right. Yeah. Let's see. So another one uh, would probably be Dear Reader. Um, so this is a very unusual game. Um, I, I assume really only works with touch, but I guess maybe they must support controllers somehow. Um, so the premise here is they basically have a bunch of, um, public domain books, the text of public domain books. Um, and they pick little interesting snippets and each one of those is a level. And then there's a mode for each level, like, you have to pick the words to that go in the blanks, or you have to tap all the misspelled words, or you have to swap lines until it forms the actual oh, sentence that was in the real book. Yeah. Um, and so it's very interesting. There's some daily challenges, and then you earn ink, which you can use to unlock more books. And um, which was interesting because I actually commented, it was one of the first games I tried. I commented, I think on Twitter, like, oh, this kind of looks like maybe a game that started with in-app purchases to like unlock stuff. And then they switched to Apple Arcade. And one of the developers actually replied and was like, nope, it was just always intended as this sort of fun leveling mechanic, um, which was interesting to hear. Um, nice. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm most of the way through uh, Pride and Prejudice, uh, <laughs> which I, uh, I watched the old, what, PBS version uh, many years ago, <laughs> but have never read. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, it's, and it's one where a given level is, you know, like a couple paragraphs of text that you're reading through and is like a couple minutes to beat, uh, maybe like one or two minutes. So very, very, a very snackable one, um, that I've enjoyed revisiting. Plus it doesn't look like you're actually playing a video game when if <laughs> yes, it looks somewhere. like maybe you're editing a document or something, <laughs> yeah. um, writing <laughs> or, or reading an ebook with, uh, with maybe larger text. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so then uh, Spell Drifter is one that I've I've been going through slowly. Um, it's a a pretty traditional like kind of tactical RPG, like um, you know, like FF Tactics or or what's the Tactics Ogre? This was an old one, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so you you have a party. You have you can choose from a couple different classes. You level them up, but it's got this uh, kind of uh, trading card game mechanic where you're you you're your each class member has access to a deck of cards and you select their deck that actually determines what actions you can take during each level and there and positioning is really important you know you have to keep your squishy mage safe in the back and send your tank in and you know that that kind of stuff um the storyline is extremely generic fantasy which is fine <laughs> uh it's it's yeah. you know it's like D D or, or one of those where you're there's 
a cult or something infiltrated the city and you have to go figure it out and all the characters are connected to the story in some way but it's been um it's been fun and and it's about the right difficulty like generally some of the levels are you can just kind of stomp through pretty easily and some of the levels you really have to play it maybe two or three times see what the big bad guy on the level does you know and and then figure out a, a good um tactical approach for for beating them right um, and that so, one's actually one yeah. just to uh, like i was saying the size of the games it's 2.4 gigs is what they say the size of the game is so that definitely you know some of them are getting up there which is is fine i'm only sensitive to that because i've been looking at my my 64 gig iphone i'm actually living at 50 gigs of storage and i need to go through obviously and clean up some stuff but with only 10 gigs to play with then you know a game like that obviously it, it does basically use up most of my remaining space and so um but most people going forward especially ipad folks are going to be yeah 64 gig plus kind of state anyways so yeah, so I think I have uh, 128. So I've been uh, pretty cavalier about downloading new games. But <laughs> as I, you know, either discard a game or finish a game, I've been deleting it, especially because I know that 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 save state is is you know in the cloud somewhere. Um, or we assume it is anyway. That's always yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I haven't really carefully played around with like, okay, if I delete a game and then bring it back, am I yeah. where I left off? Um, but yeah, I think especially games that have a lot of, uh, complicated custom graphics resources, those are the ones that are going to be big and the ones with the more minimal art style, um, probably are going to weigh in a little, a little less, Yeah, which makes sense. Cool. Well, that's, a, I think a bunch of games that folks can check out. Um, and I, I know I'm going to be checking out some of these, uh, for sure. And my, my apprehension is always like, I'll probably just get stuck on one game. That's usually my, I was stuck on clash Royale. I think that's the one where mm-hmm. you're fighting. Yeah. Like for a year and a half or whatever, I just, that was the only game I would just go to. Like I kind of get locked in and, and want to, but then the, those kind of games are frustrating because there is no end. They just want you to keep playing. And, and luckily I was able to resist the lure of spending coins or buying i mean cash not not just virtual coins but right you know real money on it to to level up or whatever so um yeah the the satisfaction of actually getting to an end or at least to the end of where the game is at right now anyways is is something that's i think is kind of fun for this too so um if you've got questions comments about games we've talked about um we haven't actually figured out exactly how to do this yet as far as where and how to reach us but um we'll have our twitter handles at the end but also um if you want to just email me for now chris at goodstuff.fm you can send me an email and we'll we'll just you know reference what episode you're listening to and what, what we were talking about at the time obviously this is episode zero we'll say episode one i don't know we'll see <laughs> yeah and it'll, uh, it'll get fixed in post right yeah <laughs> some sort of robotic overdub there um yeah but uh yeah feel free to email me if you've got questions or games we should try out of course too um and uh, something else we'll be doing too is, uh, which I don't think we'll do this episode, but just uh, playing, maybe watching together uh, a trailer for a new game that has been released since the last episode we recorded. And then that game will be sort of a featured one that we will play that week uh, before the recording of the next episode. So if you want to play along with us, I don't know, do you have a, I shouldn't assume, I guess, do you have a game in mind maybe that we could do that you've come across that you haven't tried yet either? I'd like it to be sort of like neither of us were going into it blind, I guess, but. Yeah, so I, I think I've I've watched a, a lot of the trailers as it happens as I've been exploring the store, but there are several games that I have not tried. Um, um, but maybe maybe we should try one of the uh, since you you mentioned being kind of a, a classic console guy a lot. Uh, maybe one of the platformers would be pretty interesting. Sure. Um, Where am I here? I'm just exploring the store for the first time, so I'm getting distracted with. There's 
I can actually see how um, a podcast like ours, <laughs> not to toot our own horn because we, we're just kind of exploring the idea of doing this, but like there right. is an overwhelming already amount of games there and yeah, having a bit of um, help in discerning. I will say the the main arcade page is not always the best or organized. Like it, it's sometimes the, it's hard to find the um, uh, like the latest releases, but they're, that that that's it seems to move around a lot i should say right um, yeah. how they have it organized well let's yeah let's try um try they all look i'm a sucker for like good artwork and then obviously for these games with apple kind of probably pushing the pushing the developers to like pick inmost looks interesting too like sort of a dark movie oh, story yeah loss. dark Hope pixel i think i saw someone review this positively on twitter that would be a fun one to try too i don't Chuckle i don't know anything about it yeah, why don't we try this just as a random one? We'll pick that one. So in most, okay. we'll put a link in the show notes, which uh, you can find somewhere. We'll figure that out too. <laughs> <laughs> Online, but, eventually somewhere. Yeah, yeah. somewhere on the internet. Uh, <laughs> you'll be able to find this. And uh, and we'll we'll be playing that game this week and then um, seeing how we'll be able to, I guess, come back and talk about it next episode. So um so thanks for listening to 25 Cents, an Apple Arcade podcast. If that's the name we stick, <laughs> you'll find out, I guess, if there's an episode two or three. You can find me on Twitter. I'm iChris. Uh, and I am Ultra Nerd with a U, U-L-T-R-A-N-U-R-D, on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. And uh, like I said in the intro, you can find 25 Cents wherever you listen to podcasts. Of course, just do a search for it. I, we'll have to see what kind of SEO score we have in Apple Podcasts and things. And uh, But definitely you can find it on goodstuff.fm. Thank you for listening to this episode. And we look forward to seeing and playing games with you in the next one. Thanks. Bye.